This is CliffCentral.com. This is the unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. The Nathan, the rich, and the fabulous. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's Nathan in the building. Nathan, the rich and the fabulous. I'm in for Alan Ford, who is away, sadly. Um, we're not even going to phone him, I don't think, which is how how far away he is. Um, and uh, I'm quite excited because today I get to geek out and I get to talk about things that, that fascinate me um, without without these interruptions about... What the show is supposed to be about. Sorry, can I just interrupt it? I interrupt you. Please there. do, stranger. I'm as excited as you are. What are you excited about? I'm excited to share a geeky morning with you. Oh, I, this is what I like to hear. We are geeks. So, my <coughs> guest in studio this morning is none other than the amazing, the beautiful. Is it a bird? No. Is it a plane? Couldn't be. Yeah. What was the last one? Is it a thin, emaciated, white individual plummeting to earth? It is. It's Graham Watkins. Yes, welcome to studio. Hey, my buddy. How are you? You are a super man. I am only super because I have the world's best sidekick in you in this wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to geek out with you. So, today, we are literally geeking out. We we recently went to Comic-Con together. Was it not the best? Oh, Comic-Con Africa. So now this is the first time Comic-Con has ever come to South Africa. Um, they had a host <laughs> of amazing celebrity guests that, um, that, uh, all canceled. And then they had, <laughs> they had another, another round of great celebrity yeah. guests. They had a spaceship that, that couldn't, uh, arrive or leave because of, uh, a hurricane, which was exciting in itself. Yes. I know. I found that funny. So Falcon from the Avengers movie, uh, some of you might know him as that guy with the wings from the, the Captain America movies. <laughs> uh, Falcon, um, he, uh, he was supposed to come and, and he was caught in a hurricane, uh, which is, is quite funny because I think everyone just pictured him in his little wings being, being, trying, flying, trying his hardest. around. Yeah. But, uh, so he didn't make it. Unfortunately, there were a few people that didn't make it. Obviously, Jason Momoa, my absolute favorite because he's playing Aquaman, who is my absolute favorite superhero of all time. Couldn't make it. But do you know who they replaced him with? Ragnar Lothbrook. Ragnar Lothbrok from the series Vikings, and I did get to meet him, and he complimented my beard. I, um, um, you did. You actually looked sus- suspiciously like him. It was like you didn't. You went as Aquaman, but you had a bit of Ragnar in you. I was like Ragnar, you know, in his later in his later king days. There Aqua weren't so Viking. many wars, and there was a lot more Turkey. I must say that it saddened me a little bit that he didn't bring his. Saucy wife, yeah. old, rag, old ex-wife. Lagatha, ex-wife. It's cool. I think they're still going to get together, even yes. though he's dead in Valhalla. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Vikings. It's an amazing series on uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Showmax. It's on all those. Uh, it's on everything. If you it's haven't watched everything. it, you've missed out. It is absolutely fantastic. For the ladies, they have uh, Ragnar Lothbrok's eyes, which are just they can, mm. you can melt into them. And for the guys, they have a lot of beheadings and, yes. and booby shots. And uh, so yeah, Lagathas. Well, we don't see Lagathas. But we can, in our minds. We do. Yeah, in, in, in every, every man's mind. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's going down a very sexist route. <laughs> um, so, so Comic-Con was all about, um, for those of people who don't know what the heck I'm talking about, Comic-Con is a huge expo, um, big in America. Yeah. I mean, people go absolutely bonkers for the stuff in the States. I mean, they dress up. Uh, I can't actually explain to you the level that these people dress up to like the um the, the it's called cosplay yeah costume play mm. where people they spend literally an entire year working on a costume and they carve it out of all sorts of things you know they look so realistic there was, there was one guy actually who actually he was he was dressed as a predator you remember in the old Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and quite recently they sort of revived the character again but like his Costume, he said to me that he had made bits of it out of fiberglass, bits of it out of, um, That's like itchy. different composites that he had kind of molded by hand, hmm. each, um, plate and like, had like this breastplate and the mask and he must have died from heat exhaustion because it was hard on the day. But I mean, the prize money is just astonishing as well. In future, see, it's, it's a bit of a catch 22 because you, 
a lot of people dress up like that where they cover their whole bodies and heads and everything in cut up yoga mat or whatever yeah. they use to <laughs> to make their costume yeah. and it and it was about it was probably about 70 degrees celsius I on the day it was so hot degrees. cheap as it extra was five degrees everyone was sweating um uh, but then on the flip side you've got all the anime characters who are so scantily clad yes yeah. it's almost like it doesn't take long to make a costume well, it is a, is a, is how a, hard is it to wrap two strands of wool around your bosom yeah. you know? i mean it's not not that tricky so but that's a different sexist topic in on anime depictions of women but um how how amazing was it um i went to doctor strange and you went as aquaman okay yes and uh uh, we know we've both been in the public eye before. However, I feel like I had more photographs taken of me as Doctor Strange on the day than I've had in my entire career. Totally. And, and it was a little bit exhausting as well. Like, I know there's the whole, like, kind of etiquette. People have to ask permission and then they kind of, like, they compliment you and they talk about their feelings and how much they love the character and then you take a photograph, which is exhausting because it took us probably about an hour and a half to walk a hundred meters. Yeah. Oh, no. But, but it was amazing. I, I, I think that the whole event kind of was what I expected. Um, from the event and, and, and from a, for a first time event as well, I think they did really, really well. Um, I mean, I, I feel like there could have been one or two additions, not improvements, just, um, uh, kind of highlights, you know what I mean? Like kind of activations that were a little bit more, um, interactive and stuff like that. But I think on a whole, the entire event was a success, you know, from a oh, gaming yeah. perspective, to the obviously the cosplay, um, to uh, the comic books, uh, to the it is a bad, it's a good problem to have that it was sold out and it was so packed you could barely move. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what a great uh, you know great first thing. I mean, usually it takes years to build up a um, yeah man. I mean, we got a, like this. Uh, uh, we had a, a sort of a weekend pass. We went on the Saturday and the Sunday. And yeah. it was just jam packed both yeah. days. It was amazing. Yeah, like I mean, I, was, I went to a festival. Uh, Two weeks after that, um, also at Kyle Army, and it was quite sparse in comparison. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, people don't have money. I mean, you know, with the petrol price being what it is, yeah. people don't have extra cash to go and dress up like Aquaman for a weekend, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I did, but, you know, I'd been waiting my whole life. Yeah, for we that. saved up. <laughs> we saved up. Yeah. We did save up. Um, yeah. So, um, I, I don't want to leave you in the lurch, yes. um, listeners, because I know this is supposed to be a theater. Theatre and entertainment show And um, I know that uh, Alan Ford would be very disappointed in me If I didn't tell you at least What's kind of going down In the theatre world um, At Joburg Theatre I think it's only showing until tomorrow There's a, an awesome production called Bantu Written and directed by Makaola Ndebele Which is the story of uh, Steve Biko It's a new South African artistic piece Inspired by the life and works of Steve Biko um, So go check that out If you... Um, are a theater lover. That's fantastic. There's, um, also the Nutcracker is, is coming, which is very relevant to, um, to, I think the world at the moment. You know, I think yeah. a lot of men feel like, um, <laughs> you know, well, they can relate to the Nutcracker a little bit. Um, Janice Honeyman, Snow White, the fairest panto in all the land is coming, um, on the 3rd of November next month, which is exciting. I'm sure Alan's going to organize all of the, all of the things. I know that, um, at, at uh, Monte Casino as well, Matilda, the Roll Doll classic is, oh, is, um, starting on the 17th, Love if it. I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at Monte Casino and that I just I can't wait to see that actually apparently it's so amazing they actually um, you know you know in the in the story she levitates and books go flying yes, and, yes, and they yes. actually do that and at one stage Mrs. Trunchbull actually grabs a little child like by the throat and slams it down against the ground and it's all very like oh I don't know how they do it because like, surely they can't do that with a real child. Wow! You know, discipline hasn't been but around isn't that, since isn't that the fifties. When, when they when they kind of uh, when they kind of fool you with illusions and trickery in oh. theatre, it just makes it so much more magical. Yeah. I actually took my son to go and watch the BFG um, uh, a few months back in Durban, and just to see how um, Brian Howells did that, and and he kind of like played with scale and the puppetry and and. I was just so magical watching it from my son's perspective and, in, and enjoying theater again. It really is incredible. Huh? Yeah, you kind of think in a world of like CGI and special effects, like will will the old mirror gag or the just you know being at different 
depths of the stage yeah. be effective and it really is it's so amazing to see like but i think that, love that you know like in, in most sort of live performance you kind of have to rely on the audience investing themselves and kind of trusting in what it is you're trying to do and if they sort of lose themselves and 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 then you've won. You've won, yeah. yeah. Although I must say HDTV's um, making it more and more difficult and special effects for, yeah. for, for people in theater to sort of uh, go there. But once you're in the theater and you're in the space, you can't help but be captivated by what's happening. And there is a beauty in, in theater, which I love. I hate that new trend with movies where they where – they, um, I can't even remember how many frames it is. How many frames per second is it that you can put your TV up to that makes every movie look absolute crap? A bedillion. It actually looks like, um. Yeah, it's like, oh, 300 frames per second. It's like those old B-grade movies from the 80s. But it's so clear and it's crisp. It's clear and crisp. But in an ugly way. Yeah. It's like you feel like you're watching a bad play. In actual, yeah. I'm actually watching a series at the moment called, uh, Fowder. Which is kind of based in this that kind of Middle Eastern terrorism thing. It's a guy who grew up without a father. Yeah, yeah, and a mother. Um, and uh, the, I must. It's like it's not really HD or anything like that. It's it's quite basic, and the camera is you know a lot of it's handheld and steady cam and stuff. But it's so real and so amazing. Actually, I love it more than watching these like kind of billion dollar cameras shooting yeah oh, it's just it's so great man and you feel like you're in the action you know it's incredible totally um yeah i mean i must say like i love where special effects and everything is going and uh, soon we don't need that many special effects because <laughs> drugs are becoming more and more legal yes yes how yes. wonderful is that isn't that a strange thing I, i'd like to display a song that everyone associates with drugs um, and by drugs, I mean marijuana, which is now no longer a drug. I don't know. What, what is drug a bad word for? I think it's is, not. Is that the illegal word? Well, is no, it now a, a pharmaceutical? Uh, what is it now? Well, well, pharmaceuticals are called drugs, are they not? I think it's narcotics. Right. Oh, right yes. Word, yeah. Okay. So it's no longer a narcotic. Yes. Yes, because the narcs are the police that yes. stop you from having it. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah, so let's uh, celebrate with uh, this fine, young, dirty-haired fellow. About it. Yeah, now you don't have to worry about um, the cops pulling you over and searching that little back pocket of your seat. Well, <clears throat> I think you still do. I think there's. The, oh, yes, because you're only allowed to smoke it at home. Yeah, there's certain, there are certain restrictions to having it, but I think it's a process of it becoming more mainstream. It's so weird. Like, I understand that the kind of. Uh, you know, the Marijuana Association, their whole argument is, you know, marijuana is less dangerous than alcohol, for example. Hmm. So, for example, you drink and drive and then all of a sudden, you you know, you're incapacitated, your depth perception's gone, your motor skills, everything is, is, is inhibited. So, although... One could be say you could say the same thing about marijuana. Yes, but you just drive a lot slower. I think when you drink alcohol, you're like, I can go the fastest I can go. But you have no cord, whereas yes. uh, marijuana will make you go. I I am a slow ass driver. <laughs> I'm reckless as, as, but I will if I hit anything, I probably won't even put a dent in my car because I'm driving ten. Yes, but yeah. I suppose that's because the music, your choice of music, changes when. Yeah, like you be playing Bob Marley. Yeah, this doesn't make you want to drag sort of race. Actually, makes you want to put your elbow out of the window and just. Sort I of put. I put you want a dance. You want a dance. You want a dance. As opposed to like, you know, really work, as opposed yeah. to like 140 BPM, like trance music. That kind of incites a little bit of uh, yeah. recklessness. I think that's a different narcotic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, have you have you um, have you taken part in the devil's lettuce since the legalization? Negative. See now, I I have, <clears throat> but I um. I've actually been told by doctors for a long time because I have early onset glaucoma, which is exciting. Yes. And we all know that, that marijuana is, is used in the treatment <laughs> of that. And I've had two ophthalmologists tell me that I can give you these eye drops or you can just smoke some grass. <laughs> and I was kind of like, this is back in the day when it was still very illegal. And, and it was um, still whispered over and, the pharmaceutical counter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even though I didn't have, I, I had permission almost from a medical doctor, I still didn't. But you know, like, do it. I mean, I've got a, I've got a 
I'd say at least 10 people in my immediate circle, including some family members mm. that are using the CBD oil, you know, um, and those, I wouldn't use anything from the CBD. It's <laughs> filthy. Uh, but for those of you who don't know what CBD oil is, it's kind of an extract from, you know, marijuana. It's made from the marijuana. Some of it has THC in it. So some of it has hallucinogenic properties, properties. And some doesn't. It's like a lucky pack. It is a lucky pack. Well, you can choose it and also uh, choose okay. your strength, you know, and, you know, from cancer to arthritis to insomnia to anxiety to anything really. And, 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 and these people have changed. I've, witnessed it firsthand you know from somebody who was the most anxious individual on planet earth to now being so calm so in control so collected and and you the proof is in the pudding really mm. and, you know maybe bob had a had a had a thing maybe we should just give all the world leaders marijuana and they'll just like cool cool down a bit you know? i have a slight disagreement with you there just yes. because i've heard that if you have any any sort of mental condition Yes. And, and let's face it, mental illness is rife, mm. you know. Um, bipolar is everywhere. BPD is everywhere. Mm. It's like, um, um, you should stay clear. You should stay clear because. Yeah, I've heard that as marijuana well. Marijuana does not help people with, uh, with depression. Mm. I, I find if anything, it'll pop you deeper in that yeah. pit, you know. Yeah, I, um, agree, I, I agree with you to, yes, actually not to an extent. I agree with you wholeheartedly because it's not a very proactive ingredient in one's life you know you can't go oh, we'll sprinkle a bit of marijuana and then let's do stuff you know it's not the same as validation no dust. no it's actually really it's only real companion is peanut butter and xbox you know <laughs> yes <laughs> that's exactly well it. I, I suppose i'm generalizing a bit but i yeah i, I agree with you there yeah, yeah. we actually plan to um to smoke some of the naughty herb on today's show yes. unfortunately we don't live here so we can't. Although if we stay gone. here for three or four days, don't we get some rights? Squatter rights, we do. But I think it's a month. Is it a month? Yeah. I'm sure. Although we- if we build a structure, and I'm, I'm eyeing out that big yellow couch outside. Uh, I can, even me. I could build a and structure And listen, I've been playing that. a lot of Fortnite. And uh, there you've got to build structures in in pretty quickly and then build a fort and then kind of, you know. But just once every two weeks. Yeah, so we can build a fort in here. I mean, listen, what do you need? Like a sheet? Yeah, we need a sheet and we need some string and some perhaps string. a dial stick. Yes. And there we go. We are basically Native American Indians. Yeah. And we need something that we can basically fashion into a spearhead in case we need to hunt. Wigwam! I love it. There's actually a joke about that. A, a red Native American Indian goes to a, a psychiatrist and he says, you know, uh, one day I, I feel like TP, one day I feel like... A wigwam and the psychiatrist goes, well, you're too tense. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, I kind of wish I had a laugh track there. Terrible joke. It's fantastic. What have we got instead of a laugh track? I think all we have is this. <coughs> oh. It's <laughs> the worst sound in the world. Quite literally the worst sound I, in the um, world. I, I heard a, a joke from a, a five-year-old the other day, which yeah. I actually found quite funny. Yeah. Because, you know, a five-year-old's mind works very different. You know, my, my favorite joke at the moment as an adult is, is knock-knock. Who's there? Two. To who? To whom. Oh, yeah, lol. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little play on the English language there. But, but this little five-year-old told me a joke. He said, why do, you, why do you never give a helium balloon to Elsa from Frozen? Oh, why? Because it's already too high. Because she'll let it go. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca sounds. They don't really work with jokes. Eh? Although they kind of do. They actually, that's kind of like, there's, it's the opposite of laughter. Yeah. It's you know, like when, you, when you, when <laughs> you, when you want to sort of, um, criticize someone's joke, you, you Chewbacca. So you and I have a very similar view on Chewbacca. So mm. for those of you who don't know, <laughs> theater lovers who are going, I don't know what they're talking about, darling. They're talking about a growly thing. Something's <laughs> growling. <laughs> So Chewbacca is uh, obviously from Star Wars. He's a Wookiee. He is a Wookiee, um, which means he's not—he's not, he's not, he's not a beginner with uh, like uh, an Alma Fudd lisp. Yeah, well, Wookiee, what we have here? Yeah, yeah. If you're not familiar with Star Wars, I don't know if we can be friends. So Graham. <laughs> I, I happen to agree with you on this point, and I'm sure a lot of Star Wars fans will absolutely hate this, but I 
do not understand Chewbacca. I, I can't, yeah, I don't I see the him. point of him. They, they kind of sell him as this big, strong, flipping, hairy. <laughs> You know what he is. Do you know what he is? Do you know what he is? Well, do you know what he was? What was he? Because, you know, Hans is dead now. Han, rather, sorry. Not Hans, Han. Gareth Cliff is making Wookiee sounds. Oh, he's saying we're not allowed to say Wookiee. No, it's the the M M word we're not allowed to say. Um, Uh, Hans, he was basically Hans St. Bernard. And yeah. every time Han got it stuck in the situation, the St. Bernard would come with a little barrel of whiskey, dig him out of the snow, and then shoot his little crossbow and, and gather other irritating creatures to fly around with him, like in, 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 in the last movie. But if you notice that all he does is get injured. Yeah. It's, it's all he does. And I remember my favorite <laughs> line from Star Wars was, Quick, Chewie, override the operating system. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what? I, I don't think Chewbacca knows how to work a computer. Although, also, listen, okay, Chewbacca pulled off some pretty crazy moves in um, The Last Jedi. Did he? Yeah, I remember that one thing where he shot out of the hole and he kind of, everyone, right at the end when Luke became Luke. Forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and with the penguin and the penguin on the dashboard, kind of like a bobblehead thing. Um and that was my like kind of one moment where I was kind of like, okay, cool, you 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 you're kind of cool, you know, you're kind of cool. But I must say, as a character, also, you know, although because he doesn't have dialogue, right? He's just got the sound. He's okay. got, but it doesn't have like a tonal quality, you know, like when you go like, or yeah, it or, doesn't match the emotion. It there's no, I just I feel like. He was a bit of a cut and paste 80s character that they were like, you know what? We've got this excess hair lying around. Let's make a costume for, for someone and get them to growl. But, but Star Wars fans would justify it and be like, well, he's from a different race and they express themselves differently. It's like, Chewbacca, um, I heard your, your aunt just died. I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, Chewbacca, congratulations on your diploma. That was a lion. Yeah, that was a lion. I think that was MGM trying to slip oh, their logo in there. That, that was, was a lion. Anyway. You see, even the lion had more characteristic, like more emotion in it in his growl. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a real animal. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so we're gonna get um, an actress on the line. Yeah, let's stop hating on. Yeah, Chewbacca. sorry. We're gonna stop. Sorry, Star buddy, Warsing for a moment and focus on the quintessential show character. In so. Um, the so this is usually a show all about theater, and that's because Alan Ford has this amazing love for theater, and uh, he goes all the time. And, and I don't go that often. I wish I did, actually, because every time I go to the theater, I'm like, why don't I do this more? And, um, yeah, I, I really think I, I should. Um, but we're going to talk to um, Isabella Sneeman, who was recently in Evita. Um, and Old bells. Yeah, she was standing in a little nighty with her suitcase and blew everyone One away. One of my favorite up and coming. Well, I can't say up and coming, although she she's is come. up and coming. Yeah. She's come, but really one of the most talented little girls, young women, beautiful <laughs> ladies on this. On the this the reason Graham's saying little girls is because <clears throat> she's about four foot two. But also, I've known her. I've known her from when she was quite young. So yes. I kind of like still have this this image of this little girl. But she's really a bright young woman now. Yeah. And uh anyway, this is the um the the show she's currently in. It's called uh Calling Me Home. Calling Me Home. Join us for the world premiere of Calling Me Home, a powerful new musical with an all-star cast including Linnell Kennett, Samantha Pio, and freshly grounds Zolani Mahola. Calling Me Home, a story of hope, a story of love, a story of home. Only at Joburg Theatre from 17 August to 3 September. 2017. Book now at or web tickets. So that was uh, Calling Me Home last year, right? So, so it debuted last year. I actually hope this is the same production because I noticed that, that this time it's called Calling Us Home. Um, and this was called Calling Me Home. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting to doubt myself on whether it's the same production, but we'll chat to Isabella just now and, uh, and see what she has to say about that. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's hugely embarrassing and I've got the complete wrong production. That's so, fine. so you're in the new hit musical Matilda. 
Yeah, it's almost the same. But um, so now, calling me home had its uh, fair share of um, critics and things when it came out last year. Um, Alan Ford spoke to Samantha Pio, who was one of the leads in it, and um, and now we have Isabella. Isabella, are you there? I can hear you, and you sound wonderful. Oh, thank you. How, how is Cape Town treating you? Oh, my goodness. Listen, I just, I love Cape Town. It has this thing about it, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm working hard or not, I'm always working hard, by the way. <clears throat> I feel like I'm on holiday. Yeah, well, it's because I've seen your Instagram, and, and all you've really been doing, you say work, but I've just seen you climbing mountains and frolicking on the beach. Yeah. I mean... Is that just your Instagram life? It is just my Instagram life. But the thing is, you know, when you have like a morning, like an hour in the morning, when you have an off day, I'm like, I'm that guy who doesn't sleep. Like, I will go out and, and I will climb a mountain. And you will have a shoe stolen by a, a, a drug lord. <laughs> yeah, on the dusty. The last time I was walking Long Street in Cape Town, a guy came mm-hmm. up to me and he was like, you, I want your shoes. I love your shoes. I want your shoes. And I was like, thank you very much. <laughs> and I continued walking. I think he wanted to take them from me. Uh, Isabella. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. The, this, I've had some confusion. So, yes. is calling me home the same as calling us home? It is. So, it's been renamed Calling Us Home. Ah, it's a rename, a rebrand. A, a, a rebrand. But the show in essence is still the same. The music is still so beautiful. The story has the same vibe. It's just grow and involved into something bigger and better. Fantastic. So the, this this um, is a proudly South Africanly written musical. Um, yes. It was um, launched in 2017, last year, and mm-hmm. um, it, it it got quite a lot of criticism from the theatre world. And obviously yeah. now they you they've brought it back. And I'm guessing have they changed it quite a lot? Uh, did they take people's critiques into account and things? Yeah, you know, every every new musical, in fact, every musical has challenging reviews. Sure. Um, that's, that's just something that happens to everyone. I mean, we wouldn't have Lemon's Wicked if they didn't have those challenging reviews in the beginning either, you know? Yeah. And what we did every single night is we had growing houses, full houses, mm. standing ovations, smiling faces. And, I mean, we would have people go up to the composer and throw their arms around her crying. And for us, like, that's the most important thing, that our audiences were happy. And as a team and as a cast, that just drove us to be better every night mm, and sure. allow us to grow and evolve into something. And now, it's, of course, we've taken everything into account, what worked, what didn't work, and basically just brought it into this new, refreshed, amazing idea which is calling us home. And you were in both, obviously. So, have you noticed a difference in, um, I mean, obviously in the in the role you're playing, and and have you noticed a difference in um, critics critting it this time around? Yeah, um, definitely. My role has evolved quite quite a lot, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a featured ensemble role, and it's actually so much fun to play. I mean, I get to sing all the music, which is a bonus because. I can't even tell you. It's so nice to sing this music. It is so amazing. Okay. Um, but it's, my, my role changed and she's fun to, to play around with. And, and also I'm given the freedom to, to let her grow in the direction that, that you know, I would like her to go. So I'm able to work one-on-one with directors and the creators and actually like make my character come to life in a way that, that I want her to come to life, which is just really cool to be a part of. Yeah, and also, and also you're an A-lister now. Like where, where, where you did the last run, you were, you were up and coming and now you're an A-lister, so you can be like, yeah. can I, can I ask yeah. a question? Yes, sorry, Graham Watkins is in studio with me and he would like to ask you a question. Hello, my darling. Oh my goodness, hi Graham, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I want to find out, how does Rosie feel about you cheating on her with another production? Oh my goodness. It's, it is a tough one, you know, it's hard to balance. It's basically like a married life. I know. You know? You do keep her in a suitcase, though, so I hope you're letting her out on Table Mountain as well. I hope she's with you. If she's not with you, I'm going to be heartbroken. She is with me. She's actually, this is so bad. She's sitting in my closet. 
So we actually have to come out of the closet. When's she coming out? <laughs> yeah, are you guys coming out together? That's, that'll be. We will have to come out together. <laughs> oh, but well, congrats on your on, on everything. Hey, fantastic, my angel. Thank you so much. Thank you. And how's your head doing with all that Bible back? Yes, very good. Thank you. I'm I'm almost healed. I'm, I look a bit like Harry Potter, though. I have a zigzag on my right oh hand my side. But I saw a photo of you this morning. I'm like, oh. Oh, so it's all sorry. good. It's all good. I feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> so for that Graham needs to tell that story We'll get him to tell that story I'll tell you the bit, story later A little bit yes, later yeah. Isabella yeah. When, when can people see Calling Us Home? On the 14th of October At Four, Artscape Theatre 14th of October at Artscape Theatre Is it coming back to Joburg? Or are you guys happy down there? You just You like the rest of Cape Town we, We're never going to Johannesburg again Listen I think for the moment We're happy here in Cape Town eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. Um, but here's a, a bit of a giveaway. So remember in Ibiza, I had the suitcase, another suitcase in another hall, naturally. Yes. And inside that suitcase was Rosie, probably. Yes, probably. They didn't let me do it. Anyways, um, here's a giveaway. In one of the scenes, I hold a suitcase in this show. And it made me realize that it never leaves you. The and suitcase. You sing a song 200 times. You know, it's, it's there always. So now I have a suitcase in the show too. But now, do you ever ha- do you run into that problem where flip? I'm holding a suitcase. I better sing the right song, because I'm, you have the whole cast. I mean, people just come up to me and be like, "So what happened now?" And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> there you go." <laughs> <laughs> Shame. Oh well, I, I hope fun. you can unpack that suitcase one day and settle down. Yeah, you know, I just I'm gonna settle down. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to settle I, down, I, I, or are you happy with the the traveling life? Because I mean, you were in you were in Tokyo, you were in all over Asia. Now you're in Cape Town. I'm the bug hit me, hey, that travel bug. Oh, it hit me hard. <laughs> well, you're in the right career then, because I have a feeling you're going to have a huge international career. Um, you have up and come, and uh, yeah, man, we just want to wish you all the best and all the best for calling me home, which is coming on the 14th of October. Oh, 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 I just choked on my own breath um, at the Artscape Theatre. So, go get your tickets. All right, is there there a preview night or a media night or anything? (gasps) We've lost her. We've lost her, but we got what we needed from her. She was distracted by a mountain. Oh, well. It happens in Cape Town. It does. The mountain often falls on. For for anyone who doesn't understand what was going on when Graham was talking about Rosie and someone in a suitcase and someone coming out of a closet, this is what Isabella is, what kind of broke into the industry with. The fresh judge is here in Italy. No, I think this is more confusing for the listeners. Yeah, they're like, "What is going on?" So she's a ventriloquist as well. And he's what's with the Italian? The fresh judge followed me to Sorrento. Yes, yeah, so she's a ventriloquist, which probably explained. Yes. Just sounds like someone screeching in a high pitched voice. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so Isabella and Rosie are a couple. Um, one is made of cloth, one is made of beautiful, creamy skin. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, so that is what Graham was talking about. Graham, how are you? We haven't even really spoken to you. Tell us the story about, about you being Bible based. Yes, I was playing with my, my two boys. Um, uh, we're getting them ready. They just got out of the bath and uh, I was getting the one dressed uh, and he was sort of reluctantly, you know, fighting me on uh, the, the, the the shirt that he was going to wear. He wanted this one and I said, no, you should wear this one. was a little bit cold. Anyway, so I tried to get it on him and then he, I whacked him with it. I was like, come on now. And he grabbed it and giggling, he, he whacked me back. When the little two-year-old, which I wasn't aware of. And then you it, fell to the ground like a transformer. So yeah, so, yeah yes. no, no, no. Well, so we were playing and then I, I kind of jumped into the bed not realizing that the two-year-old was behind me and saw the whacking and decided that he was going to whack me with something else and then threw a Bible at my head. Oh, my goodness. And it uh, split my, my forehead open and now I look a bit like Harry Potter. So he was like, da-da. <laughs> In fact, Chewbacca is 
An apt description uh, an of apt your description two-year-old. description of my two-year-old. Yes, wow. They're actually the same person. They're the same size as well. <laughs> <laughs> same amount of hair. Same amount of hair. Only wow. he's blonde and Chewbacca's a brunette. Yeah. So he's like an Aryan Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> Wookie. An Air Wookie. Um, yeah, geez, yeah, I'm well. So I'm now well. you have a Harry well. Potter scar. Harry That's Potter's cool. Guardian Leviosa. Yes, how, how do you, how's music going? How do you feel about music? Yeah, music's going well. Uh, I think the industry's in a, in, 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 in yeah, it's in, in a, in an ever-changing space. And the world music is changing all the time now as well. And I think it's interesting to see where music is. Music is in a strange place. Like, for example, like, why is the internet riddled with songs that don't necessarily Make any sense I don't know what you're talking about Graham The internet is full of songs with deep spiritual meaning I I oh, can't agree with you there Can I can I play you a, a hit from 2016? Play me a spiritual hit Okay, here is a spiritual hit from 2016 Internet famous Sounds like a horse Look at my horse My horse is amazing Give it a lick the stroke of its mane, it turns into a plane, and then it turns back again when you tug on its wing. <laughs> Do you think so? Well, I better not show you where the lemonade is made. Sweet lemonade. Oh, here comes the deep part. Are you ready for the deepness? Listen to the lyrics. After this musical break. One, two, three, four. Get on my horse, I'll take you around the It's like we can't walk down any roads without some sexism coming out, eh? You You know what? Shut up, woman, get on my horse. Uh, That's something you cannot say in 2018. You definitely, but to be honest with you, not many of us are riding our horses around the streets in 2018. That is true. It might have been, it might have been okay in the 1800s. So don't you agree that that song is, is, is quite beautiful? (laughs) I mean, the lyrics are, um, you know, get on my horse. This is my horse. My horse is amazing. Um, with the pad of its mane, it turns into a flame. Um, lick my horse to taste like a raisin. Yes, to turn it back, just touch its winky. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's deep on a different level. I mean, obviously the biggest hit of this year, um, is probably this number. Oh, I know it. You do know it. So does my son. He knows all the words, all the actions, everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of reminds me of like the, it's like The Apprentice. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark. Anyway, that's enough of that. That's in everyone's head now. No, Graham, stop it. I'm harmonizing. I know the harmonies already. I can compart like a five-part harmony to that song. So this is this is like probably the biggest hit that's gone round. Hey, this and Kiki because people kept getting out of their cars and being hit by other cars. Yeah. Um. What? How do we survive as musicians in this world of Baby Shark and This Is My Horse and Kiki? Do you know what, bud? If you look at all three of those examples you've just given me, right? Okay. I saw the video that you were playing now um, with the Look at My Horse. horse the horse is amazing. And that's it. It sticks in your head straight away. So, look, apart from the fact that it's just like it's hook material, everything. Baby Shark, so simple. But it also it's accompanied by... Vis- a visual aspect Like the This is my horse Is like a great video as well It's like a funny Baby shark has the actions Baby shark has the actions Hey Kiki There's an action of getting out of the car And that became viral Before the song sort of It like kind of They both aided each other So it just needs something ridiculous To accompany it So that makes you think about like Is there Is the world Are there serious songs in the world But are, are we I not worried Adele or Sam Smith Gave us all of the serious songs Last And year. now Now the world needs a pick me up Now Now the world needs a, Just a A small reprieve But are we not worried About the fact that That these Nursery rhymes Basically Are Well all, Most Most of Mostly naughty nursery rhymes mm. um, They're becoming like Pop music I mean are. Are, are there still Deep songs because you listen to like some of the hits on radio as well, and there's just zero meaning there. You know. Okay, but let's let's go back to uh, 
the medieval days, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's take Ringa Ringa Rosie, for example, okay? Yes. Ringa Ringa Rosie, a pocket full of posy, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down, okay? That comes from that era, okay? Yeah, but that was quite deep because it was actually talking about the, the Black uh, Plague. Talking about the Black Plague, yeah. And if you sing it within that context with like some cre- creepy children and lots of reverb, in a dark room, it suddenly becomes a little bit creepy, you know, but then sung by a two-year-old by itself, ring, and they're all jumping around. So I suppose it's going to be context. Will Baby Shark in uh, 250 years be a smash hit with the kids back then? I don't think so. And some like, philosophy student is going to be like, no, but you know, the deeper meaning behind <laughs> Baby Shark is it's actually a commentary on the nuclear family. You see, it's Baby Shark, Mommy Shark, Daddy Shark, Grandma Shark, Grandpa Shark. And because Daddy and Mommy Shark have been divorced and left the child broken, that's why they go hunting do to do to do do. Yes. Yes. I think that's, I think that's yeah, probably what's going to happen. Look, I suppose in anything you can justify it. You can find some hidden esoteric meaning in anything really if you look hard enough have you found that you've watered down your songwriting to try fit into today's crazes do you know believe it or not hey i've written a couple of songs that i are like kind of archived that are like so vomity vomity i was just kind of like you know it's well, cut, cut and paste and there's no soul in it at all however like when sometimes when i play it back and i'm like should i give this one a stab I'm like, there's actually something in there. Hey? So maybe that's, maybe that's a secret. Maybe you should stop caring because I sometimes overthink my stuff and then it never gets out. You know, mm, I think a lot of musicians do and it turns them in, well, into bitter old musicians. I mean, I've made a bunch you, of. It does make you a bit bitter, I suppose, you know. But then again, we live in a society where perhaps I need to check my ID and go, maybe, you, maybe you're just not relevant anymore. Sure. Are you getting old, Grab? I feel is that I've, the I've white on the sides I'd, of your head real? It's not look, just Doctor Strange. Look, I'm, I'm salty and peppery, all in the same can. In fact, I'm very soon just to be called salt. That's me. Wow. But I'm actually okay with that. I'm I'm cool. I'm actually you feel made like, peace with the fact that you're yeah you're maybe, old F. Maybe 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 I've got a new a new journey ahead of me. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean retirement. No. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> think I'll ever retire. <laughs> I don't think I can retire. Like, I'm definitely somebody that needs to be active all the time. I need to stimulate my brain, whether it be by, you know, um, doing carpentry or building or, um, or drawing or Yes, crafting. drawing. You should write your own comic book. I should. You you should, should write I think you've got some book. great ideas. You know who else you has some great ideas? Hmm. Ray Witcher. Ray Witcher. Hi. Are you there? That would be me. I am there. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Ray? I'm good in you, Nathan. Awesome, awesome. So for the people listening, Ray Witcher is a comic book artist yes. who has written his own comic called Wanton. Yeah. And uh, you were one of the kind of kind of organizers behind Comic Con. I know you've always got a finger in that pie. <laughs> the best I was oh, that line is terrible, Ray. Um, can you stand on a hill? Can you climb Northcliff Hill? Suck your finger and put it in the yeah. air. Yeah. Change your service provider. Um, so, so Ray, what he was saying was he was at the artist alley and he's always at the artist alley, that rage at, um, Comic Con, which mm. even though it's the first one, he's always there. He has been there all the time. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he was at rage. Uh, I know he organizes the artist alley a lot of the time, so he gets all the artists to come in. And um But how hard must that be? Starting up a new comic as a new artist, oh that must be so difficult. And we know how much money artists have, you know. And now oh, you yeah. need to go and print it and distribute it, which is the most expensive part of the whole process. That's where you go and photocopy everything. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, but but his is in color. Um he's even got um proper things. Ray, do we have you back? Yes, I'm back. Ah, there you are. Sorry, man. We lost <laughs> lost you thanks to your service provider, which is not providing Sorry, any I, service. I, I literally work in a building that's made out of lead, so signal's normally quite bad. Ah, so Superman can't see through it and Vodacom can't get out. <laughs> Pretty much. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yes, so you, were, you were telling us about Comic-Con. How were you involved? Yes, so I was kind of more of a studio organizer, so they brought me on as an advisor to help with stuff like the local the local comic scene, and the artist alley and that sort of thing, because... I've been running artist alleys for a very, very long time. So they just wanted to make sure that everything was working well that side. Oh, man. And it did work so well. I loved that artist alley. It was so amazing to see, yeah. see the stuff that people are coming up with. 
you know, in my totally unbiased opinion, it was my favorite part of the show, even though it was the only part of the show I actually got to see. So. Uh, Shame, did you miss... Oh, no, you didn't miss everything. I saw you on the Disenchanted Jumping Castle beating your wife. Yeah, that was pretty much the only thing I got to do, actually. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, like, some of the comics that that were coming out, I mean, in the... Not in the artist alley, but in the kind of shopping area um, yeah. at Comic-Con, I saw there were... A, a comic book which which I was excited and angry at the same time. I had a character that I came up with a while ago called Sergeant South Africa, and I <laughs> yes, saw I, remember, yeah. I saw they'd launched a comic book called Sergeant South Africa. The outfit is exactly the same. I was like yeah, blown and, away, but I was actually and, quite excited about it because I was like, I wasn't going to do anything with that idea. I'm glad someone did. Yeah, and the, and the funny thing is, there's also a Sergeant South Africa as well. So. <laughs> they're kind of going around and um, the Sergeant South Africa is drawn by Bill Masuku who's a Zimbabwean artist Yeah. Um, and then the, and then Captain South Africa is actually from uh, uh, from BB com- uh, Comics which is actually a 702 DJ's work so oh, wow. it's quite interesting so basically yeah. I need to come up with Brigadier South mm. Africa Corporal <laughs> what's the yeah, highest pretty, rank yeah. general or Lieutenant Major. South Africa oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so how was Comic Con for you um as an artist, because you obviously exhibited your own art there as well. You you have your comic book called Wanton, and um, yes. you you were selling it there. How was it? It actually went so incredibly well. The the one of the things that really amazed me was just how willing people were to support them. Because we have no exposure basically, because we're, our stuff's not in the shops. We're not in movies and that kind of thing. So why is that? Why why to, why isn't it in the shops? I mean, is it too expensive oh, to get in a shop, or how why? Yeah, there's a lot of there are a lot of financial issues actually, and the most important thing is how expensive it is to actually print comics. Okay. Um, so we try our best, but at the, at the like, at the most we could normally print like I managed to print about 200 comics for Comic Con, um, and that was very expensive. Yeah. So, um, so, so I kind of needed the budget, and that, that's the problem is we don't have the ability to mass um, to kind of mass market and that sort of thing. There are some exceptions. So comics like Shark Arising and Crazy have actually managed to get publishers, and they're actually helping with distribution and marketing, and it's been going very well for them. But is and it's it, actually very impressive. Is it not a case of taking your comic book to a comic book store and saying, can you just put this on the shelf with the other stuff? I'll even give it to you for no, free. No. <laughs> is it they, not- often, they often hesitate, though, because the problem is people don't know our stuff. So they can say, hey, look at the South African comic, but then you see Spider-Man next to it, and you go, oh, I want Spider-Man rather. So that's always been a bit of a catch. They're competing with stuff that's been very established. Well, yes. Why don't you do a two-for-one? Buy Spider-Man and get my comic at a reduced price. <laughs> that's, a, that's an option. But uh, I know as well that your um, your comic is also, it comes in, in Vernac as well, which is great. It does indeed, yeah. My characters actually speak to, to each other because they're a pair of Zangoma. So um, I've always believed that when you read a comic, especially a South African comic, why should everyone speak English? Yeah. It's kind of silly. So I'd like uh, my my big dream was to actually have a comic where people speak in the languages they should be speaking. And yes, there's still translations at the back of the book. Um, but at the, the my big maybe naive goal is to actually have a comic that's completely that feels South African, looks South African, and speaks South African. Yeah, I I fell in love with a French comic called Black Cat or Black Sad. Oh, Black and, Sad, yeah, and, oh, that's um, a lovely comic. And it was so beautiful, and I was just taken away by the art more than anything, and yeah. I didn't understand a word of it, but I I love it to this day. <laughs> but that's an absolute classic work. So. Yeah, it is. If you're into anthropomorphic art, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, awesome, Ray. Thanks so much for chatting to us. Um, is Comic Con happening mate. again? What's happening? I mean, obviously they sold out, so I'm pretty yeah. sure no yeah, one's going to be like, "Oh, I don't know if we should try it again." Yeah, they've actually already released a, um, a press a press announcement that they are very much happening next year. Brilliant. I'm not sure if it's at the same venue, but it's definitely confirmed to be happening again. Fantastic. Graham and I will get our costumes ready. Maybe our cosplayers one time. I'm going to start sewing right now. Excellent. Yeah, I've got quite a, quite a few interesting characters for you to do so. So I think it'll be great because you guys look amazing in your cosplays. So um, oh, I'm Ray. looking forward. Stop with the flattery. Oh, do go on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Ray. Thank you so much for chatting to us, buddy. Um, um, cool, we man. are running out of time with the show, so I have to let you go, my man. But you have a job, oh, so go, go back to that. Go get that doctorate. He's gone. He's gone to get the doctorate. Amazing. He, went, he got the wow. doctorate. He got you know, he's studying a doctorate in, in cartoons and comic art, which really? is quite amazing. Yeah, but I'm you, a doctor sound, of cartoons. He, he sounds like a... 
I just love the fluidity at which he speaks and like the passion at which he speaks. And it's great. I mean, when you, when you're in, when you're in something, you know, although comics are kind of a worldwide phenomenon, it's still quite a niche thing. And like I say again, trying to start a new comic. Jeez, yeah. Crumbs, it must be the hardest thing. You heard what he said. People will rather go for, it's like the music industry. People will rather go and buy an Adele versus. Something that other people have spoken about. Yeah. yeah. And, mm. and, and, I mean, it's like that rotten apples. Or what's it called? Rotten tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes, yeah. It's kind of like that, you know, where people sort of will take the, the word of a review over their own Opinion. opinion of it, yeah. They won't go check it which out. Is, which is which yeah. is sometimes quite a dangerous. Thing. Look, sometimes it really is. Yeah, it was terrible. But yeah, sometimes you're like, actually, I enjoyed that more than the review gave. But it there's a lot for. of things that the the reviewers have hated that I've absolutely loved. I mean, um, what is that big Zack Snyder movie of? Um, uh, wham bam thank you ma'am it was uh, something I can't even remember the name of it now but I loved the film but it was slated on every, by every critic um, and I think actually because they didn't understand it but yeah Rotten Tomatoes dictates like how movies do because they release their reviews two weeks before a film comes out yeah that's right and then, sure. and then if it gets a low rating people are like oh yeah I'm not going to waste the money but I understand because you don't want to go waste money but if you're like a fan of the genre, like I'm a big fan of the superhero genre, I will go watch the Venom. superhero well, like, movie. They got I, they, they, they rated Venom. It wasn't yeah, very good. Hey? They rated Venom 29%, which is very on. low. And, um, you know, and then obviously like a movie like um, Crazy Rich Asians gets a very high review. Mm. And I mean, I haven't seen that yet. But to be honest, I, I don't think I would enjoy it. It's like a... Location oh. rom com. It makes, makes you think though, like, is, is it just one guy like Barry Ronger doing all the genres? Yeah. Or is I it think like, this movie deserves <laughs> a scintillating six? six. <laughs> yeah. mm. I mean, does, is there somebody who's like kind of like, you know, a uh, fiction specific, uh, reviewer or a drama specific or a rom com specific? Or is it somebody with a very broad palette of, I don't know. Yeah, I, d- I, d- I think it is a collection of reviewers. Or do you think it's somebody who's like, I'm having a really bad day and I, oh, I hated it. So I hated it. Yeah, My well, that's the cold. thing. I mean, like, I mean, I've seen movies that I've hated and then the second time around, Zoolander, when that first came oh, out, hated it. But the second time, loved it. No, you see, so, I did exact, the opposite. I watched Zoolander and I was just like, it's probably one of the most brilliant, best movies I've ever seen, just in terms of like what they were trying to do with the characters. Yeah. So again, pr- we have just proven a very... We've just proven our point. That people are different. People are different. So different if something gets a rotten review and you enjoyed it, that's fine. That's You're allowed fine it. because it's one person's perspective yes. and opinion. I think we need to leave it at that, Gray. Is Thank that you it? so much for being in studio. No, I don't want to go. I know Let's you continue. don't want to go. Let's just carry on talking. With, we even need, when we're but we need air. to play out with a with a... This is my horse, I think. I think so too. Or another, another great um, internet classic, Seagulls. Have you heard Seagulls? No. Okay, this will tie up the show nicely because we spoke about Star Wars. We spoke about calling us home, which uh, you can get tickets for. <gasps> Opens at Artscape Theatre on the uh, on the 14th of October. We spoke about Comic-Con, and this is the best one. Graham Watkins, thank you so much for being my guest in the studio. Alan Ford, thank you for not being here so that we could, we could talk about what we want to talk about. This is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The... And the Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> I hate Brenda, and a bad guy hit me in the shin, and I peed all in my pants. There's <laughs> nothing a little music can't help. This is CliffCentral.com.